plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> plus minus. Curry driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. We are Warriors plus minus. We don't operate as if it's 3-0. We approach every podcast like it's 1-0, baby. That's what we do. Anthony Slayer, Tim Kawakami, this series may be over, but we still going hard. Breaking down. Warriors basketball. Am I wrong here or are we chilling? Well, why are we approaching it like it's 1 0? Shouldn't you be approaching it like it's 0 0 or 3 3? Like it's tied. Oh, one. Like we're we down. Early we're lead. down. We're fighters. We're, sc- we're scrappers. Nobody ever matches us. We always at least up 1 0. <laughs> we, <laughs> we always at least up 1 0. Are we going to let down? That's the appropriate big fear for all those other uh, Warriors podcasts out there. We got to m- make sure we make sure we're doing good. Meanwhile, you guys have two off days in Denver, so who knows what the hell's going to happen? I don't now. know what an off day is. We got to go to practice. We got to grind it out. We are hustling out here, just working through it. Working. We're through in it. Denver. Before we get to anything, TK, come on, man. You know we 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 got to have a little Niners talk. Is Debo really about? <laughs> Uh, Marcus Thompson, I, we can reveal this. What was I talking to you about during Game Two of uh, at at Chase Center? Was I what was I saying? Debo and how? <laughs> hey man, this is there might be some legs on this thing. I was say I gotta stop writing about the Warriors because this Debo stuff is happening. And then like two days later, he's telling telling Jeff Darlington that he wants to trade. So yeah, that stuff's happening. I'm staying home partly to monitor that stuff. I'm not in Denver, but. We shall see at the draft. I don't think this is going to be decided till the draft. So, Slater, you got any view, any Dolphins focused view on the Debo Samuel stuff? Well, they already kind of uh, splurged on Tyreek Hill, so I don't think Debo is in the cards. But you know, oh well. They also like don't have a draft pick essentially, so I don't even care. That would be one of the main problems, and they've got Jalen. They could trade Waddle, but I don't think that's quite going to happen. It's Debo. I've written other people. Other people have have come at me a little bit with it which is fine but i've written houston and, and the jets would be the two teams i would circle Let's, you can record that one put it off into the future and see if i'm right or wrong on that warriors in the first round boys come on speaking <laughs> of debo hey that was mt starting it not me speaking of debo the warriors went into denver took the best shot from the nuggets and did what they do this felt strikingly familiar to me this felt like houston it felt like new orleans it felt like you know, Memphis, not Memphis, they didn't go. Portland. 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 Yeah, where it's like, hey, man, the other team Oklahoma has Oklahoma City? Nah, that didn't feel this way. <laughs> no. That didn't feel like this at all. Not quite as threatening an opponent. Yeah, nah, nah. But uh, to me, I-, I thought it was good that they got some, uh, to see them under a bit of adversity. Right? Tie game, down the some stretch. Some tough reps. Yeah. yeah, some tough reps. Some nervous reps on the road. They weren't looking real good there for a while. Jokic was was going off. He was, you know, as Draymond said, he was beating Draymond. I mean, it's hard to do that, but Jokic was doing it, MVP. And the Warriors had to dig in a little bit and figure it out. And, you know, Kerr had to, you know, mix around, try to figure out what to do, uh, ends up with his lineup, and they toughed it out. Now, again, Denver's just about, the as we, as we said for weeks now, right, the Denver's just like the perfect playoff opponent for the Warriors. It just They don't threaten them a lot of ways. But on the road, it's going to be tougher. 
and they got some new players, and let's see what they got. And, you know, Wiggins showed he's got some things at the end. Obviously, Poole's been showing it the whole series, and these are good things to know for the Warriors as they go into the next round because this one's essentially over, obviously, other than the two extra days you guys get in Denver. He's on us about these extra days. <laughs> extra. Come on, man. We it's Two not, days. It's, two days. Man, it's snowing out days. here. It's freezing cold. It's trudging. <laughs> It is. No, it's did. nice weather out it's, here. It's actually it's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Denver's a beautiful city in the spring. Beautiful. But the mentality is is just snow 12 inches and we got to plow through the day. That's the mentality we're going with. You know, it's interesting. I, I wrote about this. You know, Steph was excited about Wiggins and, and Draymond was in the locker room yelling Wiggins' name. The reason they're doing this is because I don't think it was certain that Wiggins would come through like this. I pulled him out of lineup on Twitter. I pulled him out, and then immediately he gets the three. By the way, the uh, Steve Kerr pulled him out of lineup. Steve Kerr did very pull him briefly. Out of yeah. If you remember, yes. Yes. he goes we, pool for Wiggins. We thought we thought pool. We thought Andre was going to finish that game for a moment there. Yeah, I thought Porter. I thought Porter or Andre, one of those two, because Porter was playing great. By the way, maybe. You know, that's an interesting moment. It's a very interesting coaching moment. There was like 5.30 left in the fourth. He's, he put brings Poole to the scorer's table. Poole's walking in, and like Iguodala from the free throw line starts walking out, and Poole goes like, no, 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 it's for Wiggins. And I was like, ooh, okay, that's interesting. He's closing with Iguodala. Then literally next possession down, Jokic is on Iguodala, and it was like pretty obvious like that it, it was allowing Jokic to sag off, and it just it's not what they wanted offensively. So I think that's why he turned right to Wiggins. And then Marcus... You remember the moment on press row. So they actually have Wiggins set the screen because Denver puts Jokic on uh, Wiggins. Wiggins sets the screen. They kind of hit him on like a, you know, Steph passes to Draymond. Draymond passes it over the top. And Wiggins passes up the layup over Jokic. Remember what I said, Mark? Oh, yeah, that's like, right. That's right. I was like, he, I was like, he's he was afraid of the moment. moment. He's- not he passed the up moment. the layup. I said he's afraid of the moment. Literally, he then relocates to the corner, nails a big corner three, goes down, stops Jokic on a post up, and then comes back down and gets the biggest offensive rebound of the game for pool layup. It was just like huge play, huge play, huge play. Right after, I was like, he's afraid of the moment. And Slater was on point the entire way. Everything he called happened from free throws and everything. And then Wiggins passed the layup. He's like, Wiggins, Wiggins is afraid of the moment. But Wiggins, he hurt. did clank a three one, uh, right before that uh, from the exact same spot. But I give him give him credit for taking the three right after that. I mean, he only had nine point six rebounds. He didn't really play that good of a game. I feel like they were kind of shouting him out more for like the full game that he had post game. But it was like not really. I think the fact that he didn't have a good game is why it was so like, hey, Wiggs came through because it looked like a very Wigginsy game. Like he was gonna like kind of fade into the background. That rebound was like Iguodala Livingston-esque, right? That's like that stuff that they do. Like, just go get the ball. Go get the ball when it's up for grabs and the other guys are just standing there and grab it and get it, shuffle it to Steph, who, boom, gets it to Jordan Poole, who, it, that was an interesting comment by Kerr saying he'd rather he took the three than go to the, go to the rim. Oh, that you know, was every super basketball coach in the history, yeah. Every basketball coach in history says, and they had missed go to the rim. The way. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know about that, but it, it did end up being a circus shot. Though. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, that guy finishes like ridiculously. So, I mean, you get it, but like very rarely do your coach say, even with Steph, you'd say like, hey, if it's a lane to the to the layup, go go take it. But this is the modern NBA, Steve Kerr NBA. 
I would have thought maybe the thing a coach might want is to him to pull it out, right? Don't rush the shot, milk another 10 off the clock because, you know, they're up late. But I think he was saying that in retrospect because the layup turned challenging, as turned you guys tough, mentioned. Yeah. But the way they were calling the game, I'm like, drive. I'm thinking drive. Yeah, he's going to get fouled, right? I mean, you're, you're probably going to get fouled. He's good enough to drive. Maybe, maybe they're talking about the free throws. Who knows? That was interesting. It was an incredible finish. And it was an incredible finish just overall. They, they, this team can gut out that stuff. Like, yeah, so if it's close, where you think, I mean, MT, you've seen, like, if it's close late against a team like the Nuggets, you just feel like Steph Curry, Draymond Green, you know, they're going to pull that game out. And they did. It wasn't beautiful, but I thought Steph played great. I just thought Steph played tremendously. And they're going to have to amp his minutes up, right? I mean, he's going to play more than 31 minutes uh, in the future. And I just, I did love it. Reggie Miller kept going, he's at 30, 30 minutes now. It's they go to overtime. Well, I don't know. Steve Kerr's going to have a decision. It's like, it's not a decision. If it goes to overtime, he will play at the overtime. I just, I was laughing because Reggie kept saying, I don't want to kill Reggie all the time. He kept saying like well, five we've times. we've already seen They're it have before. A decision. There's good, I know. Yeah, we've game, seen it before. Like game three in Portland. Yeah. Game four in Portland. He played like, 40 is, minutes that game on a 25 yes, minute yes, restriction. Yeah. Yes. It's just come on now. I mean, it, it's not even that wasn't in the Celebrini era, though. Yeah, <laughs> Celebrini era is different. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're gonna go with Otto Porter here in the overtime. Not Steph Curry. Celebrini just... era. They're gonna be dressing up Chris Chioza. Get him out there. And <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> Run the offense. Chioza. Wow. Yeah. To me, that that really stood out. It's just they were they were juiced about Wiggins because I feel like he was. He was a question mark. Like, you just didn't know what you're going to get from Wiggins. And he came up big. Uh, the other thing, Slater, that I think is interesting now is what do they do with the starting thing? It sounded like Steph, you know, I mean, he's playing minutes to start, as you asked him. Like, all right, your minutes are up enough where you can start and still, like, the gap won't be that long. But they're up 3-0. So do they need to change at this point? Look, you could theoretically bring him off the bench Sunday in a closeout, and then you don't have to worry about the decision for a week and a half. And then you're talking about a new opponent where I believe, and I know there are people organizationally who believe that by the time you get to Memphis game one, that should be the starting lineup. You know, Jordan Poole in, Kavon Looney out, essentially. But you can, I guess, save the drama for the Memphis series if you just still bring Steph off the bench Sunday or bring Poole off the bench and it's a one-game thing, right? Or Looney, although I just like, this is the matchup that I think Steve Kerr is just very hesitant to bring Looney off the bench because you've seen the last two games, right? Kavon Looney gets those two early fouls on Jokic both times. They just don't want that to be Draymond. So you could play Steph 32, 34 minutes and still do it from a bench perspective, I guess. And also, like we saw, Draymond, you know, he, he, he saved something in the tank for the end. Right. Like he was Jokic was getting them. And then at the end, it was like, all right, let's let's tighten up. And I wonder how difficult it would be to do that if he's guarding them all game. Right. He also used every ounce of his fouls. He's sitting there with five with four minutes left and he's still and, happy and probably got away for it with a couple of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can do it. Just you'd have to take him out a little earlier. You know, you, you have him play eight said 10 first stint or whatever i get all this stuff with fouls i i think you go ahead and put steph in the starting lineup so it's not a question for a week and a half like this is our starting lineup guys we're going into the next series this is our starting lineup you know whether you know that that conversation bothers them that who would much. you put steph in for though looney i put him for looney and you know if draymond picks up a first foul then you start thinking about okay maybe we gotta get looney back in there whatever but 
I think Steph Curry is Steph Curry. His his position on the team is, is such that you don't want to make it a question. He's a, he's cooler about it than any other superstar in history. Granted, that's why. Did you see his answer about it yesterday? It was like very calm and detailed, and like somewhat sending a message. Like you know, we could say a message to the whole team, but mostly to Jordan Poole. Like, hey, it's okay if you have to come. And, and, and I think he knows that he can either. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he can say that because he knows he is going back in the starting lineup. I mean, that is that is happening. So I think we're seeing a lot of little pieces. I, I would say just do it Sunday. You so you do. Five minutes of that, right? And then you get out of it. And then you're just right back to Loonian or whoever else. So you don't have the question for another week and a half. You don't have Reggie Miller joking on air or whatever. Just like, this is the starting lineup. This is it now. And we can beat you this and we can beat you changing it a little bit. But this is the starting lineup because it's their best five players. And then you can adjust from there. I just think that's, to me, it's just developing that way. The way Steph is talking, it's like he knows it's developing that way. Might as well just do it now. It's either this game or game one of the next series. Might as well just do it now just to show it, have everyone get used to it. And then you have whatever time they have off. And then game one, boom, there you are. I wonder if, like, you just start Steph just to make sure you end this series, right? To not stretch it out. Because, you know, you know, Memphis is up 2-1. They play tomorrow, so you'll know where that series stands. If they're up 2-1, going 3-1, going back home, this series could start pretty quickly. You know, what they want, what they don't need is the series get past four games. So I wonder if you just do it just to tell Denver you, you don't have a shot here, like lay down <laughs> and stay down. Yeah, and, and, and any extra minute that those guys are out there is a minute where they can get hurt, right? I mean, we've seen it with with – Across the league, you, you just want to avoid them as, you know, cut off them as many minutes as you can. And an extra game is an extra another 48 minutes or whatever, and that could extend it again. And by the way, Looney was not good last night, right? So that's an easy way. Like, he was bad. Fouls are important. You know, laying on people on Jokic is important. But he was bad. Like, you know, they, they throw him out there again. They're down minus, they're minus 10 in the first six minutes. That's going to look bad. So I just think you play your best five. Again, it's not mandatory this series. I'm not saying they have to do it, but I think it makes sense to just go to it. This is the lineup you're going to be playing. Just commit to it publicly. Talk about it so it's not a thing, and then you go into game one, and this is your lineup. Well, yeah, and look at what's happening with the Grizzlies. You know, as you try to, I think at this point, you know, especially for us as as you know followers of the team and, and, and you know analyzing like we're more thinking about like what's happening in a, in a Memphis series at this point Denver is not really a threat Memphis is going small Memphis has wiped Steven Adams from their rotation it's it's Jaron Jackson at the center and and then it's you know Brandon Clark and some Xavier Tillman and and they're Kyle playing Anderson yeah Kyle Anderson and they're playing they're playing quick and they're playing a style that I don't think Kevon Looney fits I mean you might I'm not saying Kevon Looney's going to get DMPs because I feel like they'll at least maybe start him as Draymond's backup. But that is a series that I'd be shocked if the lineup we're talking about with Poole and Curry and Clay is not starting game. Totally one. agree. Totally, it's a great lineup. By the you know I love the Grizzlies and that's a great lineup. Uh, and they got other guys too, but like that's a very strong lineup. And it's pretty big when you put Jackson together with Clark. If if you get you know like that if you get that in there, that's pretty big. That's do you think there's a chance that Memphis will go back to Steven Adams because they presume Looney will start? Because clearly that'll be the story going in, you know, Taylor, we're gonna well, be you writing. Know, like, can you really just bench Steven Adams for basically two series? Well, see, you know, Taylor Jenkins started Steven Adams in game one. It was clearly not working. He started him in game two, but pulled him quick. 
and you know, and he was now he's basically getting DMPs. I mean, that's going to be to me that will be the story leading up to that series is probably what we're going to be writing about, and it will depend on what type of urgency both coaches want to go with you. And that's not a game one to to play around with, right? Win or lose that game one, that might be the deciding factor in the series. Not at all, especially. I mean, if you're Memphis, you can't mess around and have them come take game one. Like, <laughs> that, you can't do that. So They already did that with Minnesota. It's tougher to, it's tougher to get that back from, you know, the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is going to be curious. I mean, wouldn't, how interesting would that be if you just see no true center in the entire series? In the modern NBA, you would definitely consider Jerry I mean, Jackson a center. They just and they Lodi, play yeah, him exactly, yeah. with two, but. I mean, he'd be like the one. To me, he's the one center who can survive. And then, honestly, at this point, Draymond Green's a center. Right? I mean, I mean, Looney too, right? In the modern NBA, he's not a true center, but Stephen Adams might be the only real center out of the two teams, anyway. So it's not that big of a stretch to not play a legit center. But that will be interesting. It reminds me of the Oklahoma City series, right? Because remember, Sergi Baca could be that guy, but he was so athletic and long. Like, he was a problem. So it's like Jaron Jackson is the new iteration of of that, you know, who yeah, can be big can but still Sir, can run. Yeah. Shoot the three, shoot the three a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to think about, like, who was given Draymond? I just think because, you know, he's bothering Jokic. He's not stopping Jokic. Like, who's been a guy that's bothered Draymond in a playoff series? Like, Ibaka kind of. And, I mean, you know, he didn't dominate him, but that was a problem for the Warriors. Like, that was just I a – was too. You know, Right. Remember in the Memphis series at first, Gasol and Randolph. Yep. Yep. The combination. Uh, it's just like in a just different little lineup. Can they defend Draymond with somebody that it allows them to, to swarm the other Warriors guys? It's just it's an interesting conversation. And Memphis has some of those guys, So and I, which we've been talking about for a while. Denver does not like Denver just doesn't have that guy. Like if I was just thinking, what if Otto Porter was on Denver? It would help them so much. Just a guy like that, like the Warriors' seventh best player, would be maybe the second or third most important Nuggets player. Those are the kind of guys that Denver doesn't have, which is why this is a 3-0 Warriors lead for sure. Draymond also has his playoff history with Steven Adams. Yes, he does. As we all remember. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, wow. I don't think Steven Adams can be playing very much in this That was series. one of the most legendary photos <laughs> in playoff history it was like the perfect shot from our oklahoman photographer yep. at the time yep. of, the, of the kick in the kiwis i believe yes, it was called yes. i just remember the next day just going over the, the conversations going oh god this is not going to be good for them when we in the oklahoma city restaurant marcus kitchen by one the two river. three or no no like no that. not that one it was the on the river and toby keese i yeah, love this yeah, bar and grill. Even, it was one of those restaurants and we're looking at the video of the news coverage which is going this is going to be a suspension like this is going to be a suspension by uh, the way the thunder were furious that he didn't get suspended exactly. it didn't end up mattering they won well it did anyways. end up mattering because that's what got him suspended I know. in the next series and like, to this day matter. what do you think the thunder think about that like really the Cavs benefited <laughs> from that not the freaking thunder are you kidding me <laughs> Oh God! That I every when people bring up 2016, I think of the two things: like the the day after Draymond did that with the coverage, and then the night that the Warriors go up three one, and then people are playing back the video of what he did to LeBron. I just going the both times are gone. This is not good. <laughs> I mean, fine for the whatever happens to war. I don't care. It's not good for my travel schedule because this is just going to extend and expand and make it even more complicated. And it did. You know what? what's really adding to the stakes of this? Another reason why I think they really got to end this series. No Booker. 
this next series might be the one for the finals. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I think uh, not we're for sure, but one, it might one. be. Yeah. Suns Pelicans is one one. I think the Booker loss is being overstated in that particular series. I think Phoenix is going to focus up, and they still, you know, they're still really good. No, I think deep. they're. I think they're going to win that series, but I think they're going to handle the Pelicans less than in any series. And then, can we? Look at what's staring at them on the other side of the bracket. A melting jazz team that Dallas. can't beat Jalen Brown. Da- you mean Dallas. You mean they're yeah, staring at I mean, a Dallas, Dallas team. Dallas, well, that's what I mean. That so might it's, be getting so Luka it's very back. Luka, who's I mean, that's still sketchy to me. That's I know he's like super a, oh, sketchy. Come on. Getting close to a return. They're, they're not, he's playing game four. Like that's crazy to yeah. me. So my point is I still think I very much think the overwhelming favorite to come out of that side of the West to the West Finals is going to be Phoenix. And I think Devin Booker will be healthy by the West Finals. If so. he is. If Booker is not healthy, like, and they're saying two to three weeks, right? But we know that's how that stuff could go. If Booker's not healthy, they're not beating the Warriors or Memphis without Booker. He's been having hamstrings. Yeah. I mean, he actually strained his hamstring against the Warriors early this season. And then now you got to think about the time they're spending where Chris Paul's carrying the load. And now what, you, what does that do to Chris Paul, who has a history of you know getting injured in the playoffs yeah they do not want to go like seven with the pelicans exactly they need to try to wipe the pelicans so i'm just saying like whoever whoever wins uh the you know presumed warriors memphis series will have a leg up if booker is injured and then you you look at that look at the east i mean this is going to be a war it's it already is a lot of them by the way, I was just looking. Warriors have home court advantage if they get the finals over everybody because Miami lost their final game. Like, this is interesting to start looking at. Uh, you know, you, who knows what's going to happen to the Warriors health wise, whatever. But as of this moment, free fra- freeze frame this moment, they're looking pretty good. Uh, things have changed dramatically from what three weeks ago when they were coming off that one and seven. And Warriors favorite to win the title now? But they might be. They might be. I mean, you know, whoever's going to come out of the East is going to be tough, right? We know uh, that. But that's wild after beating Denver, though. It's like, come on, it's Denver. It's also a reaction to what you're saying. Like, the Phoenix looking vulnerable. Memphis, by the way, we keep putting Memphis in the next round, and they should be, and they had an unbelievable comeback. But it's not like they've just looked dominant against Minnesota. I mean, they've been on the ropes a couple times. It took an ultimate Minnesota meltdown for them to win that game, or else it would be two on the other way because they're down, what, 26 in the third quarter. So They were down 25 with three minutes left in the third, and then I saw the stat from Krasinski, I think it was, 50-13 to 13 to close. 50, but 13. the ability to do that is, is yeah, no doubt. I mean, Memphis, Memphis. Let me tell you, there's plenty of Warriors people who were watching the game pregame yesterday, and we all know who they were rooting for. Okay, and we all know who they're big Memphis. time rooting for in Game Four to at least extend the series. They want Memphis to have to go deep, no question. Uh, and again, you know, that's what one is. You just want to get your series over quickly. You get your rest. You don't expose your players to injury and you watch everyone else battle it out. And they've had that sometimes. Sometimes they've gone through the tough series and we go back to 16. You know, I'm fully convinced even after the Warriors should have won the finals if Draymond doesn't get suspended. But I think that seven game series against Oklahoma City was the real cost. It just it just burned them out, and and they had to to win the series, especially with that, the injury. Yeah, with the like you know. Well, they all had injuries, right? Andre had injuries. Steph had an injury. Was fighting through injuries. Like they all had stuff, but they had to to get through that series because Oklahoma City was so damn good. But you know, you just try to get through it. Just like get your guys resting while everyone else is playing. That's a good place to be. 
We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Marcus, what would you think of just the pageantry of the game yesterday and like the Warriors kind of being back as like the show that comes to town and I I thought the perfect moment to sum it up and we can kind of laugh about this post game but the Broncos head coach new head coach Nathaniel Hackett was like really wanting to that's who it was until afterwards (laughs) I wanted to say something yeah 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 and, you know, he, he came up and was like, you know, kind of introducing himself to Steve Kerr. And then him and Draymond apparently have some history. And he was he was laughing with Draymond, talking about like, I was yelling at you during the He's game. Like, I'm hope sorry, man. Don't sorry. Take it for, yeah, yeah. He was like rocking a Jokic jersey. But you could tell like just, you know, the Peyton Manning aspect, which Marcus, you can get to. But like, you know, they were the show. They are the show again, pregame, postgame, everything. Marcus, was that an interview you had with Peyton Manning, by the way? What the quote Peyton Manning? It's pretty good. You know, we just, you know what I'm saying? You, know? you guys, the, you hang. We're walking down the hall, so I asked him. But Draymond, like, I mean, you know Draymond. Once he got that steal on Jokic, he turned all the way up. And he's yelling at everybody, yelling at the crowd. It was like two plays later. The game still could have gone awry. Like, it could have <laughs> went bad, and Draymond was still yelling at the audience. To me, that pretty much sealed it. The one that I thought was a little risky was you mentioned it at the time, Marcus. Steph made the layup to go up five with 40 seconds left before night, the yeah. steal. And then he puts the pillow and says <laughs> good night. Yeah, and I'm was, like, eh, I don't think it's, yeah, it's, a little, it's a little early for that, Steph. <laughs> Especially then, I think he missed a free throw. Yes. Right? Yeah, but, well, yeah what was that, throw? by the way? Yeah. Like, Pool missed three, Steph missed two. They missed 10 overall. Like, they could have won this thing by. 15. I was waiting for Malone to hack, especially remember when Draymond goes and misses two. I'm like, next time now, hack. If you're hacking Draymond, he's going to the line for two. How much from an efficiency standpoint is that points per possession compared to like if you let that small lineup attack you with threes? Yep. Well, they did foul on the rebound, so it was like a hack, by the way. I think it was Andre, and I think Andre went one of two. So yeah, they go one of three, and like it was like three thirty left. I think he thought, you know, I think they had the lead then, so maybe he didn't want to do it when they had the lead, but it should have been some some part of his strategy. It really should be because you're getting roasted by those guys. I just think like and put it in the Warriors' heads, like just make them think about it, you know, and and they're going to start missing free throws. This is what happens and, and you get some momentum that way. It didn't happen other than that those that two those two plays where it was accidental, like in the accidental hacker and they get one point out of two possessions. I think yeah, that worked really take, well. Yeah, Nuggets would take that. Take us through the Peyton Manning conversation. So yeah, uh Draymond's going crazy and then he goes to the sideline. He's pointing, you know, at whoever's sitting courtside and he's like going crazy, he's yelling. So after the game, you know, we're in the hall for the locker room, Peyton walks by. So, you know, we start, me and Ohm Young was such from ESPN, start walking with Peyton. I'm like, Peyton, so was Draymond talking trash to you? 
And Peyton's like, he's laughing. He's like, I don't know if it was directly to me, but, you know, he was certainly pointing in my direction. Later, I see Draymond, and I'm like, Draymond, Peyton said he wasn't sure. He felt like you weren't, you were pointing at him, but it wasn't directed to him. Draymond was like, oh, no, it was directed to him. I was talking to him. And then that's when uh, Hackett came up. So he's talking about apologizing to Draymond for like cussing him out. He's like, I was screaming. And he's like, I don't know if you heard me. Draymond was like, yeah, I heard you. But apparently it has some kind of history. But it's funny. They're playing this out in front of Steve Kerr. They're not only playing it out. Steve Kerr is like asking him about it. He's like, so wait, which, which why, why were you upset about this call? Now, this is with Hackett, right? Not with Peyton. Hackett. No, yeah, yeah Hackett, this is with Nathaniel. Yeah, yeah, Peyton Hackett. was a quick walk by. He just said his piece. And then I asked Draymond about it later. But the hack, it was funny because, like, he's saying, like, I was screaming, F you, Draymond, F you. And <laughs> he was like, you were just into it with the refs. I got caught in the moment. <laughs> and Dre, he was like, I'm sorry, man. I hope you know that he's like, Draymond's like, no, I love it. He's like, no, but I, I heard you. I definitely heard you. So it, just, it was just funny. Like, Steve Kerr just sitting there, like, watching these two dudes kind of rehash the trash talk. Uh, but I couldn't tell. He's, he's shorter than what, I don't know, maybe – Quarterbacks coach yeah. becomes NFL head coach. Yeah, he, he, everybody's short compared to NBA players, right? Yeah, like, it was just like yeah, everybody. He was everybody. looking up at Steve Kerr. It was, it was, it was interesting. Steve Kerr is a former NBA player, six foot four. Absolutely, the all time of that was when Derek Carr. You know, we know, you know, Derek and Steph are, have been fairly close. He comes by the Warriors, and I'm around Derek. You know, when he was in Oakland, whatever. He's relatively tall, six two, six three. You don't think of him as short. He comes by with Steph, and Steph's like towering over him. It's like NBA players are tall. Yeah, they're tall. tall. It really, <laughs> it's really striking when you see them next to each other. Yeah, other yeah. So other people you see in other contexts, and then you think are pretty large, and then you put them next to NBA players. Some of them who you don't think are that tall, and the NBA players just always just humongous next to these guys. I think Steph is a good example of that because you know people. If you just if I'm telling somebody in you know my personal life like yeah no this is what I do for a living and a lot of times they'll ask about Steph like he's pretty short right and you're like no he's I like know, definitely like it. three inches taller than me and you kind of consider me somewhat like you know definitely above average height, height. Like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the other one now I don't think people ever thought Kobe was short I mean he's a forward whatever but you don't you never got a sense of really how tall he was until you stood next to him and he's just big he's just enormous a big guy but in the nba he's a middle-sized guy he's just different you know who i've said that about this season because it's the first time i've covered him and i know you two probably feel the same Otto porter stunned me how tall he was yeah, when big. he got he's a big dude like he's a big dude just walking down the hall you go that's a big dude that's why like you know they're Little playing Chamberlain, man. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like these guys are all I mean, you know the centers are big, but the the even the guys you kind of ah whatever. Not, they're huge. They're huge human beings, uh, which makes it even more amazing the stuff that they can do. Yeah, you know, Jokic is the a giant. Yeah, oh, Jokic. Jokic is like he walk. He was walking behind me, like we were headed to the meeting room. Jokic was behind me. I was like, Yo, man, you need to get from behind me. You go. Just a giant like tree lugging behind you. Like I don't, I don't like this. See, this is why you you go on the road. You're making me feel bad. Like this is the stuff right there. Just Nathaniel Hackett. Yo, he's huge, bro. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, just like you get that mix. You don't quite that get that mix in the home games. So I'll put it that way. So the Denver crowd brought it though. Like I've been in that place where they're like, yeah, we're gonna lose. They're giving out tickets. I mean, apparently it was pretty cheap. Obviously, compared to Chase, everything is cheap. But they were in it. You know, they were booing Andre. Well, you know, Andre got booed. I got out there pregame, and it was a lot of Warriors fans because they had come to see the Steph warm-up. And sometimes that can make you think, uh-oh, you know, 
it's overwhelmingly Warriors fans an hour and a half before tip. This is going to be like kind of a pro Warriors crowd. And Malone had had a quote the day before. It was like, it's probably going to be half Warriors fans. I don't know if he was trying to fire up his fans or what, but there was obviously Warriors fans dotted in the arena. Steph hits a three. You can kind of hear the smattering of cheers. They're booing every foul call. Like I thought, it, I agree with you. It was not the best playoff crowd I've been in, but it was a solid. Really. Yeah, it was I, heard, solid. Yeah, I heard from a Warriors person last night that that was just a great crowd. This is a great environment. And you know what? Their guys play better in those environments, right? Their top guys love it. And sometimes in the dead, you know, the dead moments, they're not as maybe as fired up. But you get at them and you you get up a little bit, then you see Draymond and Clay and Steph. That's when they show up. And 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 the, uh, it's good for Jordan Poole to be in it too because he played very well. It's good for Andrew Wiggins to be in it. And you know, you don't want everything to be positive because there's going to be some. Ma- you think Memphis? You know, game one is going to be quiet. It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. That's going to be a, an elevated crowd. That is a great playoff crowd, Memphis. Slater, what? Um, one of the guys that kind of got lost in the game was uh, Clay. He played a team high thirty-seven minutes. What did you see from Clay? He's been lost in the series. I think you know he he's gone nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-six points. And pretty big threes. I remember in game one, they were struggling to score early, and I felt like he kind of stabilized them with a few threes to maybe relax everybody. And then, yeah, yesterday, he he missed one three late in the corner that felt like it might have been a dagger that he was a little bit mad about. But, look, 26 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 6 of 13 from three. He went 5 of 10 from three in game one. He's had a really good series. And then the thing I wrote about was, like, the five big plays down the stretch that helped that small lineup close it out. And one of those was when Wiggins gets the stop on Jokic, Clay crashes down and gets a rebound. It was kind of an in-traffic rebound. It was his only rebound of the game, but uh, like he said post-game, at least it was a big one. And then the second play I had, they they got a switch. This was It was like 114-111 with about a minute left. They get a switch, Draymond on Will Barton, Clay on Jokic. I was actually really surprised they didn't post Jokic, but Will Barton decides... He's going to take like a step back three with 10 still on the shot clock. I guess it was because like two things like, hey, I'm going to try to tie the game. We're down three. But also terrible shot. it was a bad shot. But I guess theoretically you could say, look, it's Jokic and Clay Thompson under the rim. They were basically the only I two under the rim. Rebound, Even if right? I miss this, guess who's getting the rebound? But Clay boxes Jokic out well. Doesn't get the rebound, but he kind of just, you know, he walls Jokic off enough to tip it away. Poole gets the, the rebound. And to me, that is such a vital part of what this lineup has to do to survive they have to do gritty stuff like that in the trenches on defense to allow them to kind of sprint away on offense clay played big I and mean, what we've been playing all saying all season since he's come back it's like he's a bigger player this season and you know you mean like physically physically bigger you know and, and not as quick i think that goes along with it but that's understood with two leg injuries but like he's bigger he's like he's wrestling around with these power forwards and even Jokic, and he was he didn't get moved there that was a really impressive uh box out there really impressive that he had to make he had to, to he knew it was coming he had to turn around and just stay big and he went t- up tall so Jokic couldn't go over him that was really impressive i and, and you know that three hit, it wasn't. It was at, before the one he missed, but that three hit kind of just coming off the screen, moving to his right. Like those are just killer threes. Like those are just other guys don't even shoot those, and Clay shoots them and makes a lot of them. 
he is so important to this team and he's only getting a little better and a little better and you know defensively it's not the same but i think that's getting a little better too so absolutely i'm with you clay's been very very solid very solid and you know we talk about steph being cool with jordan having the ball and you know that's you know not starting whatever and we know it's such an incredible element of steph's character but how about you know clay like, yeah you know what jordan's gonna be getting up these shots he's gonna get the ball so i'll be knocked down to the number three offensive you know option which he's obviously been through with durant but it's kind of cool like you know what and then i'll get my ball i'm gonna still get my shots up like that understanding doesn't happen on a lot of other teams and you know with, certainly with a group of guys who won as many championships as, as this veteran group yeah it's okay you know what i'll 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 accept it and then the ball's gonna come to me i'm gonna get my buckets too it's just just the interesting and important part of this group over the years is accepting these things and flourishing within it. And they had to get there, right? Like that was part of, you know, the development, right? They had, they had to get there. Clay had to get there. And, we, you know, I, I spent my time out, you know, in the hall at post game. So, you know, you get to talk to people as they pass by. Everybody was just, I mean, every single time it was like, oh, man, can you believe Jordan Poole, right? Can you believe, can you believe Joe, Joe? Yeah, he told it to you already, but he just, you know, seconded it again. It's like, I mean, it's just, I just can't get over how good Jordan Poole is, right? Like the way he's- Might even have to extend him the qualifying. <laughs> I even, I right. <laughs> the qualifying. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like- Yeah, you guys might to... well be Jordan Poole's agent. You should be Jordan Poole's agent talking like that. I, I thought, Jordan I thought you, I thought you already had that time. I've already got to sign it. I'll, I'll take the cut. I'll Steve, definitely take the Steve cut. Said, Steve said you're Jordan Poole's agent. But you know who I would like to be right now? Over? Jordan Poole's agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a payday coming. They have to pay him. They have to pay him. They have to pay him. Like, that's not even, like, they just have to. And it's a huge number. It's a huge number. But, you know, as Marcus prodded me on this before I talked to Joe, it's like the, how they pay it, how they pay a $400, $400 million payroll if you include taxes. It's you fill up Chase Center, have Chase Center be that life. And then all the other money pouring in around this team. And they're going to redo their local TV deal. It's just, this is how you do it. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to do it. Would, would Joe you... mind a game five in what feels like a non threatening series? He would not series. mind it. I, yeah, he would not mind it. <laughs> then, and I know that stuff that even thinking about it irritates the players, but that's also how you pay all their salaries is you get these home games that are like, I, I figure they're like, they're probably grossing $9 million in the first round per home game. Now, they don't get all of it. They, they don't even get half of it. I don't think it's got to go to the league and all the other stuff, but. $9 million, $9 million. So I'll think they'll take and it's the being sweep. spread across the league. Yeah, you take, know what yeah, I mean? They'll like, take the sweep. But yeah, it, it I will say that 2016 year, because they played so many playoff games, that increased the salary cap. That literally increased the salary cap. That revenue was so much. And that was Oracle. And it wasn't Chase Center. Prices were high, though. Um, this is, this is, this this is, is also, the money machine. This is the money machine. This is how it works. And if they're going to ever think about paying a $400 million payroll in two years not next year would be in two years this is the reason why that money pouring into that building this is also a reminder of like how much money was lost not just by the warriors but league-wide over the last couple seasons the bubble playoffs the empty arenas last year even the by the time and the warriors weren't even in them too like that that's another part of it but yeah but your point is is broader yeah i just mean league-wide and also you know like playoff games are much more fun to watch now with these like full arenas obviously and i I believe from what I've seen, the ratings have been up. So that's good for the league. 
Yeah, we, we should call Ethan to see what the rates are doing. <laughs> our, our, our old pal Ethan Strauss to see what he's yeah. doing. Someone might have had that idea already, by the way, MT. I'll just put it that way. Someone might have that idea <laughs> For next week, I'll, I'll, I'll try to I, – I should actually try to talk, talk to him before that. But don't want anyone to think it was MT's idea because it was, but it's also – Possible Marcus, deviation. I think you wanted to have a Jordan Poole conversation longer than we did. He, I mean, 86 points on 42 shots. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, 25 plus. <laughs> the 42 shots, when you put that, I was like, are you kidding me? That's all he's taking, 42 shots? Yeah, I mean, that's what's been so impressive about his game. He is not shucking at all. 9 to 13, 10 to 16, 9 to 13. He's playing completely within the offense. Clay's getting more shots. Steph is, you know, being able to, to get his stuff. Like, everything seems to be, you know, I guess evenly spread across the roster, yet he's still putting up numbers because of how efficiently he's doing it. And I mean, his three point he is on such a bender oh, right now from three. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's and, and to couple that with his explosive drives, which he's so successful at. They were talking a little bit on the on the uh, NBC Sports Bay Area uh, post game, which I was watching because they show the press conferences sometimes too. And like Mullen and Azili were saying he's not Kevin Durant, right? But the effect offensively is looking, is feeling like that in a different way, not a Hall of Fame, whatever. But saying when you put that offensive force with Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and Wiggins gets what he gets, it feels that kind of force. It feels like this is not subtracting from anybody. It's only adding. And that's another magic part about this is nobody's losing in this. They're all more efficient. They're more effective. And he's getting his own. This I'm, I'm going to raise my hand on the behalf of the Wiggins contention here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody, somebody's uh, losing something. You know, yeah, but I don't think he minds it. Let's put it that way. I don't think he minds it. He's oh, like, are, you, are you two saying that Wiggins is afraid of the moment like Slater? You saw what happened to Slater when he said that. He shut me up. I'm the one who tweeted and got – I said I tweeted that I'd, I'd, I'd close a Porter here because I thought Porter was – you know, he's not making shots, but he's just playing fantastic. He's just—it's unbelievable he's, he's, how great he's playing, and he cannot make a wide open three for. He's nothing. one for ten from three in this series, and most of them have been wide open. And yet, plus sixteen, plus twenty-four, like that was the sh- that killed me. It's like I think it was game two. He's not in the killer lineup, right? We know that he's—that's the one that's blowing out the Nuggets. And yet, Porter was plus twenty-four. How does that happen? I don't know. We're not seeing it in the buckets. We're just. Every time he's out there, they're plus six, plus eight, plus four, plus t- and there's something to it. It's why I love the plus minus number. It makes you look into why this is happening. I don't know, but he's plus forty in this series. That's freaking great. And like there's something there and they have pieces. They just have these maneuverable pieces that can work in a lot of different ways. Again, the Nuggets. And don't start telling me about the Nimbia Bielitsa either, by the way. <laughs> well, Otto Porter's playing this way. I don't want to hear this mess. Like, be a little bit of for a half a second, and it's like, oh, you got to give credit to me. Okay, he didn't like wet the bed. All right, I don't want her out here balling, and people want to tell me about some. Get out of here. I was waiting for that one. He did not, Bielita did not play well last night. I was waiting for that one. He did not play well. Boogie put him under the basket on one. It was just like, ooh, that was bad. And then another one where he's like driving to, for some reason, Bielita won't just drive to lane layup, right? He's got to stop, hesitate, double pump, fake, pass it through somebody's legs. Like he just won't just go and there's a lane there because they're not guarding you and just finish, get foul, whatever. He won't do it. So. 
MT, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you after that game, that's for sure. Yeah, he competes, he fights, you know, he does some good things out there, but, like, he also, man, whew, he has a moments, boy. I'm not saying he's effective against either, but he's a little bit better against Jokic than Cousins. For some reason, Cousins is just bullies. But yeah, Cousins, that's because I don't think Jokic does that. Jokic is like, I'm, let me see who I can dive up. Let me, he's really, yeah, and he's like, hey, friend. Hey, yeah, man, how, too, how's your family? Too, yeah. Boogie's like, dude, you are terrible. I'm about to back <laughs> you down and dunk on you, right? And Cousins knows he has like four or five minutes to like showcase himself for like free agency, and he's just like, ball, Highland, right here, ball. I'm going at him. And then he's looking, like, when Jokic is coming to the score table, he's looking over at Mike Malone, like, really? Time's up already? Like, you sure we can't play together? Like, maybe two well, that's center? Why, like, Andre's really better against Boogie than Bielitsa. Like, just because Andre plays the angles, he makes him think a little bit. Clearly, he can't hold up physically. But, like, that's where you have Andre. You go, okay, you, you go take that. Bielitsa isn't going to do this. and But it's still important. And, like, he, he's making, he's making Jokic moves. Yeah, yeah, he's eating yeah. minutes, right? Yes. Like. Yes, uh, yes, but but he's got to if he's not giving you anything in office, which he didn't, that's the problem. But the odd part about this, and we've talked about this a lot, TK, but the guy who, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a hard time here, who you said can't give him offense, goes three for three from deep. And hit I don't him. say, no, I always say I that, know, like he can I, shoot I, wide open I, three, I, Gary Payton. But I'm saying no, I'm gonna, like, I just yeah, want to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. so everybody thinks you hate him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think GP two's in such an incredible. No, that come yeah, on, everybody in the yeah, building yeah, was yeah. surprised he went three for three. Yeah, exactly, and including GP two possibly, but he's got to take those shots, right? You must take those shots. My point about GP two, which I've made a million times, and which MT knows, is if you guard him a little bit, then it becomes a little problematic because it just doesn't. He's not a guy who's going to create anything, and if you if you halfway him and he doesn't have the wide open three, he's not going to shoot it, and he shouldn't, and he's not going to take two dribbles to get to the rim. He's not great anyway, but he does so many other things. Another positive player, another guy who's going to play next series, right? He's going to play next series a lot because he's going to either get guard Jaw or or uh, D'Angelo Edwards, or Anthony. Yeah, like, they're going to need him. Like you you can't throw Steph on to those guys as the defensive guy for 20 minutes a game. You just can't do it. You can do it with Monty Morris. You can't do it with those guys, probably. So GP2 is going to play. He's, he's going to be good. But when he makes it threes, it's, it's like when Andre makes it threes. Like everything else he does is such a positive. And if you make threes, it's like instead of three, it's like nine because of all the other things you do. And he made three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like amazing. And it's great for him. And, you know, that's how the Warriors, you know, dig a game like this out. Like you, you get that stuff from, I, for a while I was going to say, it's like a Porter Payton game. I, you know, hey, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Jordan, like those are, those are givens and Wiggins scrapped it out. But Payton and, and, and Porter gave them really important minutes. So they just had to plug in guys to wait for the other guys to get rest and come back. And if you can stay even or a little bit plus with those minutes, where's going to win a game? What's the rotation then? Is it you got, you know, just presume when they get past Denver, you obviously got the, the, the five, right? The five best players, Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond. Porter's in there. GP2's in there. Looney. Looney. Dollars in there. That's eight. Yeah. I'm not That's positive not, Looney is in I'm there not against sure Memphis. In there. Yeah, yeah, I mean Memphis it depends. Is, it depends. It depends on the matchup. You're, I, you know what? If it's, it, if it's me, Minnesota, it depends on Steven Adams. There. Yeah, but if, if there's no Steven Adams, I don't think there's necessarily a need. I'll just for, say you you do need to have Draymond not play center for 35 minutes though. Like you do need other people to play center. So Bielitsa's so, in there. Bielitsa's in there. 
But you know, it might be Looney or Looney or Bielitsa. Looney or Bielitsa. Yeah. Well, let's say Memphis is is you know backing up Jaron Jackson with you know Brandon Clark and Tillman and uh, Anderson. You could play maybe even Kaminga. You know, you could go small in the <laughs> Steve, second game. I mean, I, I he's not playing Kaminga. This was a series to play Kaminga. Yeah, right I right. think Porter is more likely, or or Iguodala, or to play some center mid. Like if it's Jaron Jackson, like in a, a three threat, maybe you put Andre on him. So, you know, because Andre can play him at the line, and then if he tries to do the the post thing, I don't think Jaron Jackson is a natural post player. Andre, you know, can craft be crafty. So maybe it's Andre as your other one. I'm just saying. One of those guys is going to have to take, you know, it has to be a combination of guys to take 14 to 16 to 18 center minutes because Draymond is not going to play thir- in excess of 30, you know, 32 minutes at center. You just don't want to put that on his body because then you got the next round, and, you know, and, and then you got, the, you got maybe Aiden and you got the next round. Like these are Embiid, right? You know, whoever. Like these are things. That's that where Looney comes in, baby. <laughs> Looney comes back for that. <laughs> uh, but that's that, interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting say, who the nine and. Possibly yeah, it's it's is. Porter, Peyton, Bielitsa, Igadal. That's 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 the nine right there, and you could fill. So Bielitsa's in. You put the man. He's in. Oh, look, somebody has to. Like you must well, Steve, have another center. Like Steve's you must have another center. Yeah, you must. Man. I mean, it's going to be eight minutes. It's going to be fourteen minutes, but it's going to be another center. And if it's obviously if it's not Looney, it's going to be Bielitsa. What are the odds that Demarcus Cousins is is in the Denver? film and uh you know strategic planning these next two days telling malone they can flip the series if they go to cousins Jokic, twin towers (laughs) so reggie beat them up inside reggie was asking for and he's like uh but there might be some defensive problems with that (laughs) yeah i think there's gonna be defensive problems it's desperation time mike desperation time yeah yeah get you me Kitchen sink time, baby. Kitchen oh, sink time. God. I mean, hey, imagine I, those two together against the small one. It would be just great. Can you imagine just Warriors just getting out and running against that group? It would be five on three every single time. But, but also hey, you're do right it now. just to just to show, but <laughs> just to show, like why we were. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give you what you want, then. All right, let's see how long yeah. you last. You, they're gonna put either Jokic or Cousins into pick and roll every single time, and the other guy has to scramble to cut. Like, that would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Hey, down 3-0. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like the worst idea in the world, but it would be pretty close to the worst idea. It would be funny to see. It would be funny to see. All right. Good episode. Good episode. We're going to enjoy our two days of grinding and working and, and hustling in Denver. Sorry you can't be here, TK, but you know Visiting what? the Denver Broncos. You know, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nathaniel, you know we got saying? a relationship with Nathaniel Hackett now, so I, I hope you to cash in on that a little bit. The Peyton, I just I, love I will reading. Kick, I will kick it with Peyton. Reading, reading MT post gamer stories was just like da 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 da. Peyton oh, Manning. Peyton. Said, it's like what just a hell? little, hey, just a little name <laughs> drop, TK. <laughs> there was a second Marcus didn't know if it was gonna fit his story, and I was gonna maybe put it in the end <laughs> well, of my dream. Well, no, thing. that's what happened. I forgot to send it this later, <laughs> and after deadline, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not gonna let this go to waste. Yeah, my God. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you used yeah, it. Yeah, if you just told me this on the on the podcast, I know, right? You'd have been like, how did you not put this in there? Too funny. I'm sitting there like, I, my so I like, think oh, I forgot about. Yeah, I think Peyton Marcus Manning. talked to Peyton Manning after the game. Like, oh my god, that's pretty good. I did talk to Peyton Manning. He was cool. All right, uh, we will catch you all next week. Uh, hopefully, setting up a series, but maybe it. Nah, game one won't be before next episode. That's right. It's Friday. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be next weekend if there's a game. Next weekend. Yeah. yeah. We'll be setting up the next series next time we talk to you. 
Or did I just jinx the words and now it's going seven? Who knows? We will find out next week. For Anthony Slater, Tim Kawakami, we are out. Omaha! 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 Omaha!